Welcome to The Fifth Palette Almost Killed Me, a show that gives you a behind-the-scenes look at starting and growing a consumer packaged goods business. I'm your host, Heather K. Terry. I'm a New York City area-based consultant, and I've advised and had key roles in not only my own brands, but with dozens of others as well. My main objective is to help you avoid the many mistakes I've made or been witness to in my 10-plus years as an entrepreneur. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here and tuning into the fifth palette almost killed me. Professionally, I have been an entrepreneur in the health and wellness space for over 10 years, and I have started and helped grow companies several times over. I am one of the founders of Nibmore Chocolate, which can be found on thousands of retail shelves nationwide. I had a bakery business in Greenwich, Connecticut for a while, and then I moved on to become one of the partners and the VP of sales at SW Basics, which you can find everywhere from Target to Whole Foods. At Heather K. Terry Consulting, obviously my consulting business, I've worked with and advised dozens of brands by connecting them to the right people in the industry to successfully grow their businesses. I am one of the co-founders of Paper Greats, a paper goods company that uses recycled material to create new recyclable and compostable products. And you'll see our launch later this year, which I am very, very excited about. Personally, I am a mom, my best job so far, a wife, a seeker of joy because life is just too short to be unhappy, and a world traveler who is always on a mission to find the best food in every location I visit. I love dessert and any way I can find to make it better for you. I'm a yogi, I meditate, and I love connecting with good, honest people who have something to say and a purpose that drives them in their lives. The big question here now for all of you listeners, I'm sure, is why is this podcast called The Fifth Palette Almost Killed Me? So let me tell you a story. In one of the brands that I worked with, I and another team member had to go down to a warehouse to process something called an RTV or return to vendor. And these return to vendors typically happen when large retailers either take a product off the shelf in like a reset or they are reducing aisles or product spoil, whatever it is, is there's a million different reasons that something would have to come back to you as the person who is either marketing or manufacturing the product. So there were 13 pallets that were coming back. And if you've never seen a pallet, it's a big slab that is um, like wood paneling that is built up and then boxes sit on top of it. And this is how your product is shipped to and from distributors, to and from larger major retailers, right? You wouldn't ship this to a small little store, but to, to larger retailers, you have to palletize everything. And so in an RTV, what they do is uh, they set up a bunch of pallets. They put your code number on it. They uh, Sometimes you'll get a really great person and they'll stack the boxes all nice and neat, shrink wrap it, and send it back to you in the same manner that you shipped it to them. But more often than not, what we see is uh, big, large pieces of cardboard that have been made to build walls around this pallet. Then they're shrink wrapped with plastic wrap. And then the people at the warehouse just dump the products in from each of the stores that are returning to vendor, right? 
And so they become these big monstrosities. And if you go over to the Heather K. Terry website, you can actually get a really clear visual of what these boxes look like and what these palettes look like. So definitely go over to the podcast page over there and take a look at it if you don't really understand visually what I'm talking about. So we were going along, we were doing, we were processing these 13 palettes. You open up the boxes. Sometimes there's beautiful product in it. Sometimes there's damaged product in it. Sometimes there's not your product in it. Sometimes it's somebody else's stuff completely. Um, and it's it's a real wild ride, right? So we get to the fifth palette, and it is massive, you guys, like just huge, tons of boxes inside of it. I mean, it took us hours to get through that one palette. And I looked at this other team member who was working on this project with me, and I said to her, I was laughing, but I said, if I ever have a podcast, I am going to call it the fifth palette almost killed me because this palette almost killed me. <laughs> and uh, it was it was, just seemed like such a great metaphor for small business that you wake up in the morning, you expect to see something in your inbox, you expect for things to go the right way. And so often it just doesn't. So that is why it is called the fifth palette almost killed me. So I started Nib More Chocolate in a really unconventional way. I had been an actress in New York City for about seven years, and I had always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I think that actors do have a really entrepreneurial spirit. You know, you're out there selling um, your brand, right, which is you personally. Um, and so that really translated over to me when I started a brand. But it wasn't like a real logical leap in my mind to move to starting a business. I had booked a show on Broadway, which was very exciting. And I decided in that moment that I would stop waiting tables. I was waiting tables and I was also managing a very famous cocktail lounge at the time, which was really great when I stepped into the business world with that experience. But I realized that I did not want to go back there and that I really wanted to kind of go out on my own and start something that would be on the side technically for me. I was still going to be an actor, but I wanted something else that I could rely on for income when I wasn't working. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and I started taking classes there while I was doing the show on Broadway. And I developed a series of cooking classes that became quite popular. And I was teaching them to a lot of different actors and artists, people who wanted to live a better health and wellness lifestyle and also wanted to save some money because when you're an artist in New York City, you can really go out there and break the bank uh, with food and running around and all of that. So uh, they people would recommend me to their friends and it was it was really, really great. And as I was at Integrative Nutrition, I started to really understand that chocolate in every dietary theory was on the menu. And not just any kind of chocolate, dark chocolate in particular. Obviously, um, Nibmore was a, and still is, a, a dark chocolate company. They don't do any milk chocolate, nor did we back then. And when I realized that, I thought, wow, that's so interesting. And I was like, well, I cook, so I'm just going to make chocolate now. And that's exactly what I did. I hopped online. I learned how to make chocolate on YouTube. It was pretty insane. And I started to give out the chocolate at my cooking classes and to the cast of the show that I was working on. And everyone kept saying to me, this is really, really good. You should start a business. You should get this out on the market. You should sell this at farmer's markets. And the wheels in my head started turning. But 
I had no idea how to start a business. So I met a woman at Integrative Nutrition who had started businesses before and had been part of businesses, and she agreed to be my business partner. And once the show I was doing on Broadway uh, was announced that it was closing, I went all in with her. And so I became the chief product developer, head chocolatier, you know, VP of operations. And she went off to do finance and sales. And she ran up and down the entire island of Manhattan and spoke with everybody about getting our chocolate into uh, those stores. And it was, it was quite, uh, you know, it was, it was a huge amount of work. And we had lots of issues with everything. And it, it, there's so many, so many different stories that we'll share throughout all of this podcast, you know, all these podcast episodes. And we raised a lot of money. Um, back then, you know, when the uh, when we started Nibmore, it was 2009. It was one of the worst economic downturns of my lifetime, and we were able to raise money in it, which um, was, you know, a crazy experience and and quite uh, quite jarring actually for somebody who's done this the first time, especially in that environment where businesses and people were really hurting. Um, on top of that, we were two women, so that added a whole other layer that um, I never could have imagined. And I really had no idea where Nipmore was going. I didn't know how big it could be, and I certainly never imagined that it could be what it was at the end of the time. Uh, that I was there and what it's become in the last couple of years. So uh, there's there's a lot to talk about uh, on subsequent episodes of this podcast. Next, after Nibmore, I had a small bakery in Greenwich, Connecticut, and I soon realized I didn't want to open a storefront location and be in a way chained that business. Uh, so I moved on to become the VP of sales of one of my and my husband's investments, SW Basics, an all-natural skincare company, where I was able to get placement in almost every major retailer in the United States. And it was one of the best jobs I've ever had. I, I had a blast uh, working with that company. It was really, really fun. Uh, and that was how I got to consulting and also in starting paper grates with my partner, Selena Fletcher, who is uh, one of the most phenomenal people I know. So what I find is that a lot of entrepreneurs expect for things to go their way all the time. They think everything will work out on their timeline to their quality standards, their way or the highway. And the bottom line, and this is the tough love part, guys, is that oftentimes it won't. That's why this RTV story was such a great metaphor for me to work with for the podcast. The more comfortable you become with it all being completely unpredictable, the easier of a time you will have, the less drama and the more problem solving you will achieve. You will be able to pick yourself up in every situation and just keep moving, which is so, so so important when you're running your own business. So I'm going to bring you my experience and I'm going to also bring on so many fantastic people that I've worked with and met along the way. So that's going to be other business owners, brokers, buyers, distributors, investors, manufacturers, everybody. They offer a unique perspective. Quite frankly, you need to know before having a conversation with any of them about your business. It is going to be a focused whirlwind of information, and I'm really excited to share it all with you. This podcast will be recorded and released once a week, and the resources we discussed on the show will be on the Heather K. Terry website at heatherkterry.com. So get over there and check everything out. 
There is a weekly blog with loads of information. You do not want to miss it. So check that out as well. There is some really, really amazing stuff over there, you guys, from my personal experience and others. And subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Do it right now so you don't forget because I know you were just as busy as me. You can submit questions for this podcast via Anchor, which is the app that hosts this podcast, or on the Contact Us page of the website. I want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Okay, that's it. I can't wait to really get into this with you all and find out what your questions are. So tune in next week, and until then, keep doing something that drives your business forward every day. Take care and do good work.